0: Middle Hey baby. Did we call the DraftKings? I got. Have you set your lineup yet for the uh, British Open? Ham, ham. The Open. I, they call it just the Open. I, 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 I did. Although, did you see Mickelson I've tweeted? T- what do you say? M- Mickelson tweeted like, it's always a question. Is it the Open or the British Open? But in 1923, Henry Higgelson presented the trophy to Marty, Marty Martyson, and he called it the British Open. So it goes either way. Just some piece of golf history. He'd, I don't know, watch the YouTube. I'm always confused
1: at... Obviously, Ireland is different than England, but Great Britain, does that encapsulate it all? I, I, I just... They're all one to me, though watching Shane Lowry who has an elite Irish accent. Like if you listen to Rory talk, I maybe he's just been over here for so long like Shane Lowry talks like if me and you went to Ireland, which I have to go to Ireland, not just to play golf. It just seems like a cool place to go. Just the scenery, uh the pubs. Like I really I, I, want I've to go to probably Ireland. Every Irish person I've met 100% and all the guys on the PJ tour, they've always raved about their car- their people love them. A good Irish accent to me, like, is way better than an English accent. Like, the Irish accent on the accents might be number one for me. If you could also like, you know, the English speaking accent, like, I'd even put it above Australia. And Australia's pretty good. Like Greg Norman, you know, Adam Scott. Yeah, I mean, Greg Irish is
0: pretty good. Greg's is great. Uh, Irish, is, first of all, you hear it quicker than you hear an Australian accent. Even like I mentioned, you ever
1: seen Crocodile, Crocodile Dundee? Yeah. You ever seen that movie? Yeah. It was on television. That guy that plays Crocodile Dundee, elite Australian accent, Mick. Australians I think I, I very good. Australians yeah, very but, good. But his is like fresh off the island.
0: I have know? a I have Irish accent fresh in my mind because I spent uh, as I told you the, uh, the the Euro Championship watching it at an Irish bar and there were some I- Irish soccer fans there. Even though they, it was Italy and England, and there I heard some English accents. Didn't hear much Italian, but mostly American Italians, uh, from what I from what I observed. But uh, forget about it. But I heard, I heard, uh, <laughs> I heard of, I heard a lot of English accents, I heard a lot of Irish, and the Irish is just so, just so good. It's the be- I,
1: I'd say. Does Shane Lowry live in Ireland still? No, he lives. You know, I think like Jupiter. Like his, <laughs> his like playing partner, where he lives is Kim and Kepka or boys. They had a, they did. Obviously, they didn't play last year, so he got to keep the trophy. Part of the deal when you oh, win the, the Open, you keep the trophy for twelve months, and on Tuesday when you return. Or Monday. Whenever you show up for your per you hand it back to whatever the governing body is. And he just said, like, the first six months were pretty crazy with the trophy. And they showed this highlight after, like, in this pub. Because he had, remember, when he won it, I think he had lived relatively close to the course. Everyone's drinking. I mean, it was, the party was outrageous.
0: Remember control. the scene of yeah, him I mean, walking it, down the fairway? It was almost like Tiger at Eastlake or, um, you know, Phil at Kiowa. It was incredible.
1: I need to go and to more Ireland. personal. I, yeah, I would go to Ireland over England, having never been to either. I, if I had to like, if I had the opportunity, uh, that's yeah. the way I would choose.
0: Yeah, I've heard great, great things. Uh, you know, you get some hit or miss stuff on
1: France, uh, London. You know, people say, oh, it's a good trip. Ty- Tyler Raber told me that they played St. Andrews, his brother and his dad. The only way you can play the pro tees, like even if you're a good golfer, like they make it mandatory, you have to show like paperwork of your handicap. They do not allow just like if you just like, hey, can I tee off where these guys tee off on this? You are not allowed to, yeah. And it's like a first come, first serve type thing. You like go and wait, like it's very traditional. That is awesome, it's cool. I, mean, it's, awesome. it's I just couldn't very, play there, but cool.
0: neither Aikman, Also, an eighteen.
1: No, no, you can play. You just have to play the. Uh, you don't. Same with me. You just have to play. Oh, I
0: understand. I understand. It's like uh,
1: anyone can play.
0: They don't. They're not trying but, to but, slow yeah, the whole operation. Where the pros now. play. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, to everybody on YouTube, what's
1: up? Podcast is
0: down in the description. Everybody listening to the podcast, we've got the YouTube channel. Go check out the YouTube channel. There's some similar, some separate content there. Uh, We are both ramping up for football season, which will be huge, on the YouTube channel and on the podcast. So excited about that. Uh, Still a little ways away, but it'll be here before we know it. Um, And here's a reminder. The mailbag returns this week. At the end of the week, you go to iTunes. You leave us a review on iTunes. We really appreciate that. That helps the podcast out. Um, In that review, leave us a question. And uh, we're getting close. We're almost to a thousand iTunes reviews. So we're getting there soon. The mailbag has helped kind of speed that up. So keep that going. Uh, we appreciate it. And again, in that mailbag, I think we, Caller Daddy has like 100,000. Oh, OK. So we're do you, at one point we were probably yeah. had a Caller Daddy before they invented that podcast uh, <laughs> yeah. on day one of the pod. But um, I saw a girl wearing a Caller Daddy like uh, hat or something the other day walking around. Yeah, but uh, there, she, was there, like, uh, she was like forty-eight, I, told, I, I think. Probably no. Uh, yeah, Adam, was she? No, no. no. She was early twenties. <laughs> um, but the uh, can you
1: imagine like the mom of three who loves to listen to the
0: I uh, just listen to mom's podcast in the car.
1: <laughs> but I I think like a lot of forty-five-year-olds that you eventually become like listen to Howard Stern. Absolutely, like, like, there are going the age into Howard. Totally, yeah.
0: <laughs> totally. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? Uh, so yeah. Oh, reviews. leave us about. Yeah. In the we also like we we want to get some momentum on this. Leave us your your favorite bar wherever you live. It could be anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world, wherever you are. Hit us with a bar name. We love to uh, shout that kind of stuff out too. So do that. And then we've also added on the Haberman and Middlecoff Facebook page, which is in the descriptions of whatever it is that you, are however you're consuming this. You can also hit us with a mailbag question there if you've already done the iTunes thing. So
1: I did something yesterday too on the Facebook page where I loaded the podcast. Publish the podcast because Facebook has this new service where I think you can listen through there. I don't know. I think you can just – I also just manually load them, but check that out. Okay. I like it. I like it. So get
0: get some mailbag in for this week. Podcast is brought to you by our friends at DraftKings, our great friends at DraftKings, promo code HAM. There are, as of this recording, live stream, there are a, a handful of spots left in the HAM Open Championship event.
1: Yes, get in it right now. I I just tweeted out the link. Someone asked for it. That'll be... By the time you're listening to this, unless you're watching on YouTube, it's probably long gone. But you news you lose. Get in. We've been doing this for a while and we're going to keep on doing it. Key with DraftKings, you download the app. They're offering all players a free shot at $5,000 in total prizes with their free play pools. That's five G's, guy, in total prizes for grabs each game. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that night's game and track your results, which teams chase down the crown and then you get some cash. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. You'd know better than me cuz I don't win very much money. Hayrbird has about a grand in his in his account. 641.10. So, uh, <laughs> so he's uh you know, he's doing well. <laughs> Getting all the action before the season ends, download the top-rated DraftKings app now. You and I have had it forever. Uh use the promo code HAM when you do it. Free shot at $5,000 in total prizes during the finals, NBA finals, no big deal. Kind of like the Bucks to come back to win. Head to DraftKings pool page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code HAM. Limited time. DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. So draft, see DraftKings.com for full details.
0: Oh, yeah. And the, the free-to-play pools is big with, you know, the NBA Finals. Um, obviously, with, with the uh, Open Championship, there's some big... Um, if you catch this before the All-Star Game, there's some big All-Star Game uh, games. So... Get in it there. And then also brought to you by... Fr- is, o-
1: is Otani the starting pitcher? for Otani the, uh, is the starting
0: pitcher. And then he's going to DH. And he's leading off. Uh, I, I don't think he's in the... Is he in the starting lineup and pitching? Yeah. Okay, so then he'll switch to the DH maybe for a second AB is what I read or heard on the I, uh, derby yesterday.
1: I sat down at my desk and flipped on TV and Coward's like, opening rant was about... Do you know that Babe Ruth threw a total of 13 innings for the Yankees? I did know that. I mean, I didn't know it was 13, he- but Babe did not pitch very long yeah but he we, we act like he was, was like roger clemens meets barry bonds like he was not some pitcher the whole time no right like not doing what otani was doing uh-huh. I mean, oh well Otani's already had tommy john right Did he nobody have tommy really john
0: last year nobody really t- uh I, th- I thought he put off surgery or, it was and rehabbed like, or something that's what it was you're right yeah yeah no one really talked about babe being a pitcher outside of oh babe pitched a little bit until otani but there's just it goes to show how little comp there is for what Otani's doing. It's like the best comp is like a guy that
1: barely pitched. Well, football is a good example, right? Guys have contributed both ways. Remember, Deion Sanders would like they'd put him at wide receiver and he would run a go route. It'd be a whole different level. It's like yeah, he's our starting corner. He's our tight end or something. Like he just plays, both like a high school player. You know, that would be on a completely different level of. Yeah, he just, we were in a pinch, he had to play corner. Like, that's impressive, but it wasn't like, you know, he's our starting safety and he's our second string running back, <laughs> you know, like, and he plays all the time and he he had 50 catches and he had 75 tackles, you know, that's kind of what Otani's doing in, ba- it's unheard of. It would never happened in football, it's never going to happen again in baseball, probably. You just don't, you just, you just prioritize one. You, technically, a lot of guys do it in high school, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, they he he did an interview. I watched some of his interviews before the Derby, and uh, he was really good. Talked to his translator at one point. I guess the Trent, like one of the things, they're like the translator because Pedro Martinez was there, and Pedro was like fascinated by Otani, like fascinated. And um, he that's what was impressive was seeing Pedro was just fascinated by Otani. Um, and uh, one of the things I guess his his interpreter was his catcher in the Derby. <laughs> And they were like, why is your interpreter the catcher? (laughs) Like, do you need him there to communicate? And Otani was like, no. He was funny. He's like, I just want somebody behind me who's going to be more nervous than me while I'm standing up there. And you could tell, like, at the beginning of the derby, he was pretty nervous. He could not hit a home run. And I kept yelling at the TV, like, bro, call a timeout! (laughs) Like, he couldn't hit a home run. He kept shaking his head. He was putting his head back. Like, he was, I don't know if embarrassed would be the word, but he was feeling it. And I understand. I mean, all this buildup. We only know half of it. We don't even know the buildup that he feels from his country. And uh, that's what I thought what made the Derby so great is like he looked like he was not ready for it, and he dug himself out of a hole. But I, I saw that interview, and I was like, ah, uh, I I don't know. Like I think he's going to be nervous today. I I don't feel good about it after he said like I'm going to be nervous. But yeah, I, I think, think that's Japan, the beauty of fans having a hell
1: of a year. <laughs> yeah. The Masters, Otani, the Olympics—it's going pretty well for Japan. Like they, they are are—they're dominating. Uh, the women's
0: Masters, right? Wasn't that the week before the the Masters? Was it the women's Masters, or wasn't there like a double winner? Didn't oh, Japan yeah. win that event like the week before?
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think they are—they're kicking ass and taking names. Hell, they should—they should ask to play our basketball team right now. They probably beat them. If they—I don't know if they have a, a team in the mix, but <laughs> we're there to be beat. Oh,
0: I know. The Aussies got us.
1: Anyway, That's all right. Podcast brought
0: to you by mybookie.ag promo code. Ham in the number one. Mybookie.ag, ham in the number one. And uh, we've, we'll make some golf bets there. Uh, uh, Mybookie will match your first deposit 50% up to $1,000. When you use the code HAM1, you can accept the bonus. You can, uh, Remember, though, if you accept the bonus, you got to bet the full amount before you can withdraw any funds. You can also decline the bonus. But either way, use HAM1 so they know we sent you.
1: Yeah, I mean, we obviously talk a lot about golf and football betting there is nothing they don't have when I ordered the fight or when I was thinking about ordering the fight, the first thing I did, was like, I want to go look at the odds and Connor, the odds were pretty bad on the fight. Like even Connor was like plus 100 and the other Dustin was like minus 140. So I didn't end up betting on it, but there is nothing they don't ever have. And the props they have for the sports are always incredible. I I really can't recommend their websites really easy to, once you create an account, really easy to use. You and I have obviously been using it for years. Uh, I, I can't recommend it enough. Mybookie.ag promo code ham one. I just I actually put a couple hundred dollars in there, and I uh, I sprinkled because I was like, you know, I've, I've lost the last couple of majors, I, you know, almost a thousand dollars. Because it's like I'll just bet hundred dollars, then it's like oh, I'll bet two hundred dollars, then it's like oh, I don't want to leave this out. And this one, I'm just I'm just gonna put two hundred and I'm gonna sprinkle it around. I actually feel pretty good about my bets. Okay, so you want to talk I'm, about it? I'm them? excited. Can I give you my favorite bet of the weekend? My favorite bet of the weekend. Please. This thing called the Ryder Cup, obviously, is this year. Supposed to be last year. Got pushed off because of Corona. The European captain is a European legend because he's won this tournament multiple times. Three-time major winner, Potty Harrington. Great. If you like golf, he's a good uh, Instagram follow. He, like, has a golf, I think, holes in his backyard. Maybe not quite holes, but he hits it over a fence that also probably is property. Yep. And his dog runs. And a Great accent. Great accent. And just a beloved player. People love the guy. He has played really well this year. I think sometimes when you're the captain, it's like it's like uh like when the big guy at the in the NFL knocks, it's like you're going into David the game almost. Yeah, it's like it's like the crowning of your achievement as a golfer because you you're already really accomplished by that point. It was like, you know, Potty Harrington is right off in the sunset, be the European captain. He finished fourth at Kiowa, guy, fourth at Kiowa. You know why? Because what did Kiowa have some similarities to? Irish, wind. British, golf, Pumping winds. Cra- the, do you know who falls apart in that? Americans. Non-Texans. And we'll get into those guys. Potty Harrington to finish in the top 10. I don't think his win equity is great. But the top 10, 11 to 1. I put $50 on that. 11 to 1. This guy just finished top 5 at Kiowa. He's more comfortable over... How many times do you think he's played this course? Oh, I would guess a handful. He just, didn't he just he He's successful in these... I thought I... Saw,
0: I could be wrong about this. Uh, it feels too long ago. There there was a major event recently, maybe not a major major, where I watched one of his Instagram posts. He was packing the car because he was driving. He was like... He had some... some uh, Over there. Yeah, I mean,
1: it would, would, wouldn't shock me. Do you, I mean, it's typically... This is the one tournament where just older guys can just be a factor, right? Uh, we've seen Tom Watson. I mean, Tom Watson's one, is one of the... great. He was 50 four-hole playoffs. is one of my honestly, most guy, favorite sport events ever. I love Long Potty sport. Harrington in the top 10, but I also think between these three guys, it wouldn't shock me if like two of them top 20, and that's Stuart Sink, who's played well this year, really well, and Phil, who again, like, played well at Kiowa. Why? Because he can do all that shit in the wind. He's not like, he's also an open champion. Like I, Stuart, Stuart beat Tom Watson in a playoff. Do, do, like Stewart, Sink, Phil Mickelson, Potty Harrington. Do you expect them all to make the cut, or at least have a chance? Mm-hmm. Like, I would say two or three. I? You think Phil runs out of gas, or like? No, I just tend. Match, I, I he's, just,
0: I, I. You give me three guys, especially older guys. It, to me, it's hard for yeah. all three. Again, not that you, one's performance affects the other, but
1: their 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 floor is not as high. If they are off and get like Phil, could shoot eighty. Right. I mean, he can. He hasn't had one of those moments, but we saw it for a couple of years. It can happen. Yeah. I like Potty Harrington more than both of them, though. I like Potty Harrington. This is like his home. It'd be like, you know, it's just you're very comfortable in this environment. Well, an- you know, another guy, an Englishman
0: who did play well at Kiwa. And every time, you know, I feel like he gets ignored and he's I've told you this before. He is always in the mix. It feels like it's Paul Casey who is i think 44 to 1 45 to 1 paul casey to win um and he finished i mean he's had some good performances t3 you know it's been a while but he's played well in the open yeah um but that would be i, I wasn't thinking of him before but just listening to your 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 point on patty i would include paul casey in that i got to look up his kind of historic i mean he's played in a, a million opens 57 cut 13 10 yeah okay he hasn't been uh t3 the t11 67. I mean, he's playing it I like guys that are comfortable in this environment.
1: And, he, and like I said, I think he was
0: fifth at Kiowa.
1: Well, it's why, guy, I'm going Lee Westwood. You know, 55 <laughs> to one. I would put I right of it.
0: I thought Lee was going to win the in Stewart Sink year.
1: <clears throat> like, do you think 55 to one for a guy that has win equity over in this environment? It's easy to go with the Irish and and the Brits and the English. Is that the Brits all the same thing? You know what I mean? That that crew of guys, but you feel good betting on them. Like I, I some of these Americans, I, I could just it could unravel fast. Where these guys, the wind takes it and throws in one of these crazy bunkers, it doesn't phase them as much. They've been they've when they were ten years old, they were hitting out of those bunkers. Right? Another, That's yeah, what they guy grew had, up on
0: written down. John was Tommy Fleetwood's forty to one. Um, he's played in six Open Championships. He missed the first three cuts. Since then, he's gone twenty seventh, twelfth, and then second. I think if he was second, he must have. Well, was,
1: that was the year after Xander. It was, was when he, 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 yeah, he lost to Shane Lowry. So I think he was finished. Second how about then? Tommy at forty to one? Whenever I've been on Tommy, he's never come close. But and whenever I haven't, he's been right. Stay mix. away from him. I, I I can never time Tommy, but he has fantastic hair. Xander's
0: played well in the in the open. T two back in twenty eighteen. He's he's only played
1: in three, but he's made all three cuts. He's eighteen to one. Yeah. To to me, the two guys would be Xander and Kepka, and I think it's fair <sighs> to say that like I love Xander, but he just doesn't win very often. No. Where I could see them being, you know, right there going into Sunday. Kepka Xander on the first page of the leaderboard is Kepka almost kind of being overlooked. Yeah. For everything another-
0: for you saying that he, this is not his speed. Like he wasn't great and still was in the mix Like it's okay that it's not his speed. This is nobody's speed. What wins? What's going to win the open five yeah. under six under. Yeah. So, so what? Then it's not Brooks's speed. Can he shoot five under when everyone else is five under? Yeah. I bet he can. So Yeah.
1: Yeah. I- And I I was watching Golf Channel, and they were saying, you know, early... Kepka, unlike Xander and, like, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth, that were, like, uh, you know, the Tim Lincecums of golf, like, they didn't spend... Like, there's no Jordan Spieth corn fairy stories. Justin Justin Thomas spent, like, uh, six months on the corn. Kepka grinded around the world. Yeah. And he's played really well in the open. So, he played well at Kiowa, like... It wouldn't shock me if we look up on Sunday and Kepka's winning by like three or four. <laughs> I mean, he has just built the fucking win. If, of all the favorites, I have a heart... I think Rom's the best player in the world right now. He, I think he is. Actually, I think he lost his world ranking somehow last weekend and now DJ's back to number one, but he's definitely the hottest player in the world. At six and a half, seven to one, that's... That, those odds are pretty terrible, guy. Yeah. I know he's he's he should be the favorite, but... When ha- since you and I have been doing this, when has the favorite been more than double point wise? Like, if he's seven and a half to one and the next starting is sixteen, eighteen to one, that's a pretty crazy gap. Usually it's like one guy's ten to one, the next guy's yeah. twelve to one, the next guy's one.
0: DJ was rolling for, you know, half a year. But But he'd be nine to one and the next crew of guys would be yeah, like twelve to one. It didn't feel like he was Creating a big gap of separation between him and the next group. Uh, I I wrote down before we get to the big dog, and then we'll get to some football. I wrote down Keegan nine to one to top ten. Um, he's I don't
1: I don't hate that. Yeah,
0: I mean he he was eighteenth, nineteenth, fifteenth. He's missed the cut a couple of times, but he's got three top twenties. If he can putt, I mean I feel like Keegan can handle some wind. So it comes down to his putting. But Keegan nine to one top ten. I don't hate that. One guy I don't hate to win, I don't know... I love that I mean, we say not a, who I
1: love outside of the first one, but who I don't hate. But that's the nature of golf betting. Yeah, Scotty Scheffler, who... Texas guy? The one, Yeah, they're used to playing in the wind. One thing I remember watching this thing on YouTube about Lee Trevino, he's like, I always felt really comfortable at the Open because yeah. I trained in pumping wind in Texas, where it's kind of a disadvantage for California guys, right? I guess if you grew up in the Bay Area, you might be used to it, but Southern California guys, no wind. Florida... I mean nothing like they're used to over there. He just played well in this in the Scottish Open. I think he's like forty-five, fifty to one. But my, I think my favorite to win is Lee Westwood at fifty-five to one. When you factor in the value, when you factor in how well he's played this year, he. I think he. I. I read that he's right outside the Ryder Cup for a guy at forty-eight. You know, he hasn't quite. I think you got to be in like the top eight or whatever to be a lock. He's like thirteenth. Uh, to me, if he were to just. Hell, if he's a top five, they'll just they're gonna pick him. But this would be a pretty big moment in his career. All right, and
0: and now Bryson, let's talk about Bryson before you move off of golf. Thirty three to one. Do you like it? Pretty. Or nice. Do you just not hate it, or do you kind of hate it? Well,
1: we've never seen a number this big with him, right? <clears throat> Since he got, I big. tried
0: to go back and find it. I. I Not that I found every single one. I mean, it felt like what was he a few weeks ago? Like six? Wasn't he sixteen recently or something like that? And that felt big. At going into Kiowa, wasn't he like eleven or sixteen or something?
1: Yeah, remember last year and like once he kind of came back big, and then it was clear he was sweet. He was like consistently ten to twelve to one, and that felt right. Like when he plays an American tournament, there would be no tournament in the USA where he would be anything over twenty to one, right? If he was twenty to I, one, I could start swear Keo
0: was started at like eighteen or sixteen. Or does that sound crazy? Do, it might sound high there. Well,
1: yeah, because he was playing kind of bad. But that's but that's high for him, yeah, right? Yeah, that's eighteen what I mean. to one. Remember, Justin Thomas was at the players. I'm like, I think I'm going to throw a little money on this. This is crazy. Twenty to one for that kind of crew of guys. He thirty three to one. But it doesn't really feel like a great fit. <laughs> but it's just Warm, I, it? no. I mean, it doesn't. But
0: is Bryson DeChambeau going to win another major? One hundred percent. Like how many sell. guys on this list will you say that can you say that against? Because he's in a major It doesn't yeah. feel I'd be interested to see if it's if the wind really is howling. New new caddy on his bag. Um I
1: guess they've had one event together, right? But did you watch the Instagram thing where the guy jumped in the pool with his bag? No. When they were introducing him. I mean, it was pretty cheesy. I did not. I missed that. <laughs> not because I skipped it. I just missed it. Yeah, you. I mean, you got to be careful with the amount of Bryson content that you let come into your brain. It's kind of a waste. All right, you want to get some football? Yes.
0: Um, oh, by the way, before we do that, John, Hugh on YouTube says, Babe Ruth pitched while he was with the Red Sox. He was one of the best in the big leagues. Babe did the 13 innings. Maybe that was a... Babe threw... Ba- babe... Uh, made 147 starts. Once he got to the Yankees, he stopped. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he, he pitched a lot with the Red Sox, but he had 30 when you, when ba- five complete games in 1917. 35 complete games. He had 107 complete games and 147 starts.
1: Do you think it's like when 70, most percent people- if you're just casually talking baseball with some buddies over some brewskis or on a Saturday in the pool, when Babe Ruth comes up, is anyone alluding to the Red Sox Babe Ruth? Uh, no. Now, I'd have to do a stat breakdown. I would imagine that he accumulated some some of those stats, right? Like some of those 1,714 bombs. He had to hit a lot with the Red Sox. But he is considered a Yankee. Yeah, he hit... Uh... I mean, the Yankees claim him. How many years
0: he played? He 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 had 55 home runs. Yeah, I mean, he was like 26 when he got to the Yankees. So he he hit 55 home runs. He did not. Yeah, I mean, he was... So
1: the overwhelming majority of his home runs came to the Yankees.
0: The overwhelming majority of his production was as a pitcher for the Red Sox. And then the overwhelming majority of his home runs came as a Yankee. Yeah.
1: So it was like he switched positions almost? Like the Yankees kind of, but I mean, he he,
0: you know, he had 150 at bats a year, then a f- 140, then 380. Then he was like an everyday both 1919 when he hit 29.
1: Points. But he had to hit like 660 plus home runs with the Yankees, right? Yeah, more, yeah, uh, that or 670 659, or whatever the man. math is. Were, they, were, did the, were the Red Sox underutilizing his ability to
0: bat? Yeah, I mean, they. It's he was 19, <laughs> 20, 21, 22, 23 years old, so was, which is young, but that was his fifth year in the league, kind of. Uh,
1: well, you could argue, and I'd have to ask like Farhan or Billy, with Shohei, what is more valuable? Do I want a guy that can be my number one starter? But he's not quite like Nolan Ryan or whatever. He's probably not as good as Babe Ruth as a pitcher, but he's damn good. Or be legitimately the best hitter in the league, best power hitter. You could say power hitter is kind of in this day and age kind of diluted. Yeah, I would say if you right? had if you had to find
0: a balance that's not this, you'd go let's make him the star hitter and our closer. Yeah, it's not a bad idea.
1: But once sometimes you do that maneuver, yeah, you yank him out of the lineup, right? You'd have to. You'd lose your DH, but when there is no DH. If I, if you were Farhan, and I said you could either get Mike Trout right now or Jacob Degrom, let's say Jacob was a little younger and he was going to be in his prime, level. which one would you choose? Trout. You're getting a guy. Both of them next year, eight years in a prime, guarantee. Trout. Who are you taking? Without
0: the
2: meditation?
1: everyday player.
0: Probably. Now,
1: could you promise like me Degrom? Like I, I, I would just. I be just s- feel like you can find those guys I, now. I, Not Mike Trout, but you, you can mix and match. I'd it. be so terrified, though. I mean, you look. <clears throat> you see fucking Kyle Schwarber hit like 17 home runs in 20 days? Kyle Schwarber's on base is
0: like 340. I checked yesterday. I'm like, Schwarber's back at the All-Star game? All right. I always like Schwarber.
1: Uh well, Do you see how many home runs he hit in like a month? It was incredible the stretch he was on. How many? I mean, I, I seriously, it was like 16 home runs in 20 games. He was on a he was on an unreal stretch for So like he got himself days. into the All-Star game with a hot hot stretch but I think he I think he pulled his hamstring like I don't I think he's hurt technically right now was he there last night like Uh, yeah well I saw him interviewed yesterday on the like during BP or whatever Um, but like Kyle Schwarber is a good example and Jock Peterson they were just guys to be had so it's like you would take Mike Trout but couldn't I just kind of bargain shop and get a guy for 10 million and then have a platooner and put together 40 home runs through two guys
0: uh, yeah I mean that's what Farhan might tell you but I still need that production in my lineup every day Ohtani gives well, they you do that. it?
1: Yeah, I know. No, I, I don't think Otani's quite good enough as a pitcher, and he's damn good. But like, he's not on those guys' level, right? As a pitcher, like he's not Degrom or Pedro Martinez or like Max Scherzer, no, Ernest Bryan. No.
0: But he's also. But he's. But, he's, but if he is was he gonna on be like better uh, next year than he is this year, who
1: Otani. as a pit as a pitcher? Yeah, I don't know. He he might just be an elite hitter. I mean, well, he is, but the pit. The problem yeah, you with would, the Degrom, you, you would move is just, him to hit it he's just, for sure. Is
0: am I getting that for nine years? Am I getting it? Well, they've every already fifth got day? it for about five. They've already got it for about five. Am I getting it every fifth day? I mean, there's cost. You know, just pitchers are just always hurt.
1: No, I know. They've had a pretty good run with Degrom, though. I know. It feels like they're finally maximizing it.
0: All right, Cindergard. Um, he run. Okay. Uh, is he? <laughs> He's poor, let, let, right. Let's 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 uh, let's get to some football, John. One thing we started thinking about was uh, the Flying Coach podcast, Shanahan, McVeigh. How good it could be for football, not just for you know West Coast fans or Niner fans or whatever you are, but just for football in general because they're young, they're stars. McVeigh certainly. Kyle McVeigh has a podcast and it's a pretty successful one. So they are. You know, it's not Peyton and Tom, like you've always talked about. That's a key rivalry. But the more, I think for any sport, if you were building it from scratch, you'd go, how do we, what do we need to do here? A couple of things you would do is try to build some rivalries. And these two guys having successful teams in the same division for a 10-year stretch coming up here would be really big for the NFL. So we thought, given that backdrop of the conversation earlier this week, it'd be a good time to take a look at the NFC West over-under numbers for this season. Subject should change depending on who gets who in the transfer portal.
1: <clears throat> yeah. You know what's crazy about the Flying Coach podcast? Mm-hmm. Is the original Flying Coach was hosted by Pete Carroll. Right. And obviously Pete when Steve. But then this year with Kyle, Sean, and one of their guests was also Kingsbury. Like it's, every single person in the NFC West has been a part of the Flying Coach. you saying
0: you think Shanahan's going to host it next year?
1: I, I don't even know. Shanahan and Greg I mean, Papa? We're, we're, uh, <laughs> Jen and Tim Ryan. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, just very, you know, just very right in our wheelhouse. All right, uh, uh, NFC West. Oh, uh, w- uh, win totals. Look at these over unders. I've been saying it for a while because we had done a topic I think maybe three or four weeks ago about the 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 odds to win the division, and it was just it felt like Seattle was getting almost undervalued given their history and the Niners. Everyone I talk to that is in, that not in the gambling space, but that gambles is high on the Niners. Like, they are a betting. They're a popular team to bet this yeah. year. Whether it's over-unders, whether it's to win the division, whether it's Super Bowl odds. Like, people think they're going to be good. And you just, the Rams and the 49ers have the same win-loss over-under. Like, that's pretty nuts. Okay. Um, that surprised me. And they're higher in Seattle, both of them, obviously. Like, if I. If I'm just a Seattle fan, I'd be like, if at anything, we're all three equals, right? We have less win-loss than the our over-unders. What? It's one of those things that doesn't make sense to me. Now, gambling's about, there's no emotion in this. They're just setting it to what they get people to and bet. And it's not, yeah, right? it's not a prediction
0: necessarily, right? It's about yeah, trying to create really action. Care. Because what did you tell, yeah. I think the, the Niners were minus 195 if you were going to bet the over, which again, is like, oh, damn. <laughs> Like
1: they right, which means you got to bet one ninety five to win a hundred if you were going to bet over ten think, wins. Well, I think my bookie, the Rams at ten were like minus one fifty, which almost feels like I would put the Rams at eleven. They upgraded the quarterback. Seasons longer. Seasons longer. They won that last year with a quarterback who was in shambles. Their coach is clearly very good. There's no question about that. If if, if you said John, you had to bet on. Yeah, but they the players are pretty similar. It, one of these teams in the division to win, f- go fourteen and three. If I had to put my money, I would lean the Rams over the Niners or Seattle.
0: What if you had to bet the over on one of these teams? Would you choose Seattle then?
1: Yes, but their odds. This is the problem with the over. The odds are a little. But if we just, if in theory, yeah. if they were even, yeah. they would be the bet. That that would feel Seattle nine and a half would feel like the lock of the century to go ten they, and seven. Wait, they're not going to go ten and seven. I know. Remember John Schneider when they went 9 and 7 and he's like it felt like we won two games? Remember that comment? I do. Yeah. That they went 9 and Do you know what the Niners would do for an off year to go 9 and 7? I do. That's the other thing and I we talk about it a lot because I think it deserves to be talked about. Their random years under the Yorks but under Kyle have not been good. No,
0: you're wrong. Their random years have been good.
1: Yeah, that's a better way to put it. Their normal years have been drafting in the lottery. Yeah. Right? Wiseman. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they got Wiseman. They're, well, better Bosa. But, like, they let's not forget, like, Oh Glinchey was the ninth overall pick. <laughs> right? I think who drafted ninth this year was, like, the Denver Broncos. Everyone's like, oh, Denver sucks. They drafted ninth. That was the Niners just a couple years ago. So... Like if the Niners do hit the over here, it's a fantastic season for Kyle, right? That means they're going like eleven and six. I, I if I told you right now, would they, they would one hundred would Jed sign a five million dollar check for eleven and six?
0: Yeah, would you take it right now or roll the dice? You would take it. Would people you would if you're to. a Niner fan listening or watching this, would you take eleven and six or roll the dice that you could go whatever, twelve and five or whatever
1: it, it is? Is there any obviously Arizona would take eleven and six, but would all four of these teams take eleven and six right now? you just said Pete I don't you don't know what games you're going to win but I'll promise you'll just be 11 and 6 sign here the contract
0: Yes the team I hesitate on is the Rams like they the Cardinals Cardinals would run to the paper right The Cardinals would take it they would sign extensions for Cliff and Steve Kime if you gave them 11 wins right now My question on Niners the Rams would have to is take it. like do they view this season like we just got to get to the playoffs and let whatever happens happens I don't think so like I think they think we got to go be the ones we got to you know, how many games is New, is New England? How many games is Tampa going to win? We got to win one more. Well, I think the one
1: seeds, I'm, I'm not leery on the Niners, but I cannot just put them in the conversation till about October and we see something. <laughs> to me, the one seed is between three teams. It's New England, Tampa. Uh, it's Green Bay. Now, that it's pretty clear Rodgers is stuck. <laughs> and the Rams. Like, aren't those the three best teams and again, it's even a projection with the Rams. They they have a new quarterback. Like if Rodgers, just, if everything was normal, I think we would view the one seed as like a two horse race. Like Tampa now has understands like the team, the chemistry. But Green Bay is going to be really good. Like they were really good last year. Yeah. It's not like Aaron's they were better tank last this year. year. Yeah. Way better. I, even though they had technically the same record, right, as they did the year before. Not as Tampa. They. Were, I mean, Green Bay was the one seed. But Tampa, part of the reason they won the wild card, lost some weird games early in the season. Tom and Bruce weren't on the same page. Like, they're all on the same page. And they brought the whole fucking team back. Are they just the heavy favorite to be the one seed?
0: Yeah. I mean, they are the heavy Tampa. favorite, and they should be the heavy favorite. Why
1: wouldn't they be? Yeah. Why wouldn't they be? I, I mean, I, Seat- I, Seattle... I I would probably take the over on all three. <laughs> Seattle, Rams, 49ers. Yeah, I... I I can see the Niners going 10-7.
0: I mean, look, we talk about it like it's the best division for a lot of reasons, so if it's going to be that, then it's going to be that. Um, If the Niners' number was 9, the reaction would be, that's a little low, right? Just to go back to the point I made at the beginning, that I I shouldn't be surprised that it's 10, because if you told me the number was 9, that'd be an easy over bet, right, on the 49ers. So, yeah, I mean, a 10, which is really... You know, ten is the old nine, kind of. Not really, but kind of nine and a half, right? I'd say ten's the new. Yeah, I, I do half. And it'll be interesting to see this year just how we feel looking at some of these records that are ten and six, and or ten and seven, and
1: you know, why? To me, the record that's going to suck and, is seven and t- seven, seven and, and ten. Feel like the old six and ten, and that's just ugh. people get fired. Six and 10. 7 and ten might feel like five and twelve, right? Seven and ten's going to be ugly. Even though it might actually be like, God, the team was pretty. I watched them win seven games.
0: Why does this
2: feel yeah. weird? Well, they
0: lost ten. They played a lot of games. Yeah. No, I think you could take the over on all those three on those three, pretty reasonably. Because again, on the Niners, the Seahawks is obvious. The Rams is obvious. The Niners, maybe we're overly critical of them because we talk about them all the time. Um, but if it was nine, that would feel like value. So okay, over there, would it shock you if Arizona won nine? Eight feels like the number for them, but. Well, seven Not everybody can win all their games. I mean, that's the other thing. <clears> the <same throat> well, division.
1: no. <clears throat> but I, I think it's clear that this is, the, on paper, this is the best division in football. And best divisions in football sometimes do get three teams in. And, like, the not, they got two teams in last year pretty easily. And if Arizona hadn't shit the bed, they would have three teams. Like, they easily, with the Niners being a disaster last year,
3: <clears throat>
1: could have had three teams in. And really, they should have, right? I mean, it, it took a disastrous finish for the Cardinals to go eight and eight, and the Bears get the spot. Like the NFC West was in the driver's seat, with the Niners being a, a dumpster fire to have three teams in the playoffs, and that was with weird stuff going on. So it's like, yeah, meaning it can. Now you could argue weird stuff happens in football; guys get hurt. Yeah, but I mean, you could argue then by that
0: point, three teams from this division will make the playoffs, even if only two of them hit their over numbers here. Yeah,
1: I think that's fair. Right, even
0: if Seattle's nine, or if the Niners are
1: nine. I also think you look at it, you go, I think the Saints are a question mark. They're no longer a lock to make the playoffs. Uh, I think the Packers, on paper, are a powerhouse, but there is some simmering. Like, is Aaron going to be really, really weird this year? (laughs) Like, the entire time? Like, make it awkward, or is he so good it won't matter? Is that your stance? So, my stance is he might be pretty weird this year, but how different will that be
0: once they're in the environment than normal? Um, I mean, he was on.
1: He, 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 he was not talking like trade and stuff till really the end of the season, though. Like, what if he just all season, like, oh. yeah, I don't even know what's going to happen next week. Like, yeah. he could just zero shit. I don't see it going to
0: that level. I think maybe if it's weird, it'll be more weird kind of behind the scenes than him saying, I don't know where I'm going to be next week. That's If it goes to that level, that's Antonio Brown. Almost maybe, up. maybe
1: not next week, but just like every week, like, yeah, I don't know, you know, just keep, you know, just doing his thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't think that it would get exhausting for him. I don't
0: think that detracts him necessarily. I do think, how many are these? Is this team just gonna keep winning 13 games every year? Like, that's my thing with them, even with well, their Nevada division kind of sucks. I know, but I is it so Matt LaFleur just is gonna be like 49 and. Six
1: oh, over yeah. three mean, years, God, three, forty-nine if I, and nine. If you were an NBA. If you were an NBA coach, and I hand you Kevin Durant or LeBron James, you're just going to win. You know, it doesn't mean you're going to win championships, but you're going to win games. Yeah, but different sport. You have though, Aaron though. Rodgers playing like he did last year. If I tell you he has a season like last year, what's their floor? Twelve. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's just too good. He's the best player in the league. If he does, I, I'm. So I'm just a
0: little iffy on them.
1: Not them being okay, good, but, but them being great. So that's a playoff team. Tampa's a playoff team. I guess the NFC East has to get one. Right. Like there, are, there aren't that many. Like the Saints, Minnesota, a lot of question marks. Bears, who knows their quarterback? Like it's kind of wide open there for three of these teams to be right there. And the talent on paper definitely speaks. Same, honestly. Same with the Cardinals. I think we just hesitate with the offense and the kind of the structure of the coaching staff. And watching them last year kind of wear down. But they, we all acknowledge their talent is. If you told me they win, they go three and three in the division, it's very believable. That's where I think they're such a bizarre team, right? Because we watch them play these three teams, and they belong. Yeah, like they could. Even, I don't think the Niners or the Rams or Seattle are locked to split. You know, beat, sweep not those, get swept. Those guys, right? Even somebody. somebody yeah.
0: I mean, are they going to sweep somebody? Probably not. But if you told me they were three and three they, right now, I'd believe that. They play everyone tight, which means they probably would have to sweep somebody. I don't think they'll split with everyone, but they could. What if yeah. Kyler gets better, right? That's something we don't really account for when we talk about them for next year, but it's possible. We always go the other way with young quarterbacks. Like what if the game adjusts to them? Well, what if they get better? Yeah. Um, let's tell the people about our friends at decked com slash ham com slash ham for free shipping. Uh, we've talked to the folks at decked. Maybe some of you have already checked out the website, It makes organizing, accessing, protecting, and securing everything you
1: need in the bed of your pickup a hell of a lot easier. (laughs) Yes, it does. Deck.com slash ham. Here's what Decked does. It has a true 2,000-pound payload capacity floor. So you put it in the bed of your truck. It has the drawers to keep everything you possibly need. Over 200 pounds of whatever you got. The drawers roll out waist-high, giving you easy access. And you can place things up to 2,000 pounds on top of them. So it's not like, well, I can't place anything. No, it doesn't change a thing. Deck drawer system keeps your gear secure. It's out of sight. No one can even see it. Here's the thing, though. And this, they told us this, and it's obviously here in the read, but we personally talked with Deck, and they said, listen, there's a three-year warranty, Yeah. but every single person that we've ever dealt with as a customer, we've never turned them down for a warranty. Because you know why, guy? They're made in the United States of America. We like companies that are all United States, one hundred percent, not no, no outsourcing guy. United States of America, tried and true. Each of Dex two full
0: length bed drawers, bed length drawers. You said two thousand payload on top. Inside, you can carry two hundred pounds of weed, whatever you got inside the drawers, um, and uh, uh, you can even do some of the tailgate stuff that we've heard about, right? Where you Ugh. pull those drawers out, you put a bunch of ice in it. You put the beers in it and you, you know, drive to Allegiant for the Garth Brooks concert or you uh, yeah. drive to the parking lot at Coors for the all-star game or hell. I mean, let's make the pre, let's like, let's make the preseason count this year, John, only three games. So you got to maximize your preseason tailgating. I don't know if the tickets are any cheaper in the parking lot for the preseason, but who cares? Uh, the tailgate is coming back with a vengeance this year uh, with that. We know. And uh, the decked drawer system can help you with that too. So no matter how you're going to use it, Decked has a full line of segmented storage organizational accessories like various toolboxes, bags, cargo tie downs, other handy items for maximum efficiency of space and time. Get your deck drawer system at deck.com slash ham and get free shipping. That's decked.com slash ham and get free shipping on your decked drawer system at decked.com slash ham.
2: Prize picks is America's number one fantasy sports app. Because it's the easiest and most exciting way to get in on the action. While you watch your favorite players in sports, you just pick more or less on two or more player stats, and then the fun is on. Prize picks has something for every sports fan from basketball to hockey to League of Legends and everything in between. It's really simple to play. You make your picks, submit an entry in less than 60 seconds. I'll do it at halftime of a basketball game. And I also have some season-long more or less picks on MLB homers. You may remember, I've got less on Otani homers this year. We'll see. And at halftime of your next NBA blowout game, just jump on and go, ah, Steph Curry more than 11 points in the second half. It'll change the game for you. Download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off
1: your first order. Wasn't the beef with Allegiant is there wasn't great tailgating? But the ingress, egress was fantastic, which if you've ever been there, you can tell it's it's actually a good spot, right? It's right on the corner of the freeway. I did a game I, there I Thanksgiving weekend. Where'd you park? I walked.
0: They had to stay at the hotel like two blocks away, so I just walked. Very easy. Okay. There were some big parking lots, um, but again, I don't know the whole, but I remember my cab driver driving from the, uh, it was the college football game driving from the airport told me there's a spot on the bridge on one of the bridges. I don't know all the, I don't know if it's Las Vegas Avenue or whatever, but there's one little overpass where you can see into the stadium at night through the glass. That's window. pretty sweet. That's pretty. Now beautiful. I don't, you know, you'd have to stop traffic, but um, But yeah, it's got a good ingress, egress, keep the tradition alive of the Coliseum ingress, egress. That's the best thing the Coliseum ever had.
1: It's, it's, the Coliseum was elite at the ingress egress. A's game better than the Raiders game early in the season. Raiders game a little. Yeah, I mean there were people, could be a wait time. Yeah, there <laughs> yeah. at the Raider game, but um, very spoiled going to an A's game. You know, you're only battling 4,500 people. There you go. Get your and you actually only have maybe only six more months of that. Right, they're falling mark. Uh I think it's a few more years though before they get out of their uh their deal. Oh gotcha. Uh you could buy out. Yeah, I don't
0: <laughs> uh you could just leave, have somebody pay your pay pay the pay the rent the other place. It, can you Airbnb it? That's a great question. <laughs> Put in some new furniture. You that's see, a sublet, though. A that's a
1: sublet though. You see Drake took a uh date, Dodger Stadium empty. Do you Was think that just like the meteorologist up in the or like the traffic guy in the helicopter that took that photo? Uh I, I would imagine the way the Hollywood elites they tip people off but there was a question right? well, yeah. You would think. You would at, think. But at his point at his like why would it even matter? I think it was did him? you
0: see people were saying it, it was the woman from the basketball game, like one of the players. Remember he went to the basketball game, went to a couple of basketball games. I don't know if it was LeBron's. Is kids she a team. mom?
1: Is that why he's been going to the games? Makes Duke sense. Michael B. Jordan. You got to put two and two together. Okay, he's got Grainy a lady photo, involved hard to tell. Maybe in the, the internet
0: by now knows if that was her or not. But.
1: I could s- make sense. It's like, why does Drake keep going to these 15-year-olds basketball games? Well, he's dating one of the moms. <laughs> we're know? trying to.
0: Yeah, we're trying I to. Thought, I saw that photo, and I thought, if you're going to be a bartender, this has to be an incredible gig. You make no drinks, like two drinks every 20 minutes. The tip is probably going to be insane. The story is probably phenomenal, right? Mm-hmm. There's just, there was a guy yeah. tending the bar.
1: For two. People. where was the bar? It
0: was just set up on the side you know like Drake oh, if you didn't see the photo I, I didn't
1: click on the picture. Oh, oh yeah if you
0: didn't see the photo Drake had like a there was like a table set up right in front of the Dodger dugout where like the dirt you saw, I the saw grass. that. Yeah, yeah. But then off to the yeah. side is like a little like you would see at a wedding like a you know a satellite bar set up and there's just a bartender there I assume unless he had all the food back there maybe that's what he was doing. I don't know and then the photo I thought was taken from like a helicopter from somebody flying over like a, the traffic news helicopter guy or something like that.
1: Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Maybe they were just flying by, checking out the traffic. And they were like, Dodgers aren't playing. Why are the lights That's on? That's the impression I got from close. the guy's photo.
0: Because it was just the guy. Yeah. It wasn't like some TMZ photo. It was just the guy like, flew over Dodger Stadium. Here's what I saw.
1: That makes sense. You're right. Because <laughs> I was I was like, like why well, would Drake need to like TMZ? Sell that picture If, to if anything, he wants a quiet night. Yeah. So it's not everyone's money hungry, guys. He rented out the Dodger Stadium and still couldn't get a quiet night. The helicopter. If you had to guess, what, what what would you guess that costs? Six figures? Um, you know,
0: it's a great question. I mean, you didn't have to. A lot of times, if you're going to rent out a big space, right? Part of it is you have to pay for the security. You have to pay for some vendors, right? Like if you and I were going to have a charity softball that. tournament there, we'd have to pay for some yeah. other people. You know, he might just text magic, and be like, "Yeah, thirty bro, grand. Just leave it open, just
1: yeah, fly in. Just leave it you're open." <laughs>
0: all right uh you know since we started talking about uh, the Coliseum it's a good chance to talk about something we saw at uh, in Tahoe when a fan asked Mahomes basically said to him like watch out Herbert's coming and Mahomes was Mahome's reaction was I'll believe it when I see it and I loved it kind of a competitive just a good competitive reaction from Mahomes uh so is it Herbert versus Mahomes for the AFC West do you have the uh I've got him here too do you have the uh, the over under win totals there for the AFC West in front
1: of you I do, and, and unlike the NFC West where everything was relatively close, the SKUs, uh, and clearly it should, right? It's a top-heavy division. The best team in the AFC the last three years has been the Chiefs, and their over-under is 12.5, and that feels right. Like, honestly, you can count on one hand the games they've lost over the last 24 months. They they don't lose very often. Actually, the Raiders beat them, right, last year. It was one of their, I guess they mailed in that last week, but they were basically a 15-1 and one team last year. Uh so 12 and a half. I don't know about you, I would take the over on Yeah, I would. too. Like they, to me would you be shocked if they don't win 14 plus games this year? 14 and 3? If Yeah, feels about right. Yeah. Depends how far how big the lead in the AFC West
0: is by the time we get to the end of the season, but Tennessee, Indy, Buffalo, Miami, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, uh they're going to have to keep winning. So, Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland, thank you. Um so yeah, that's I think there's a, a good
1: logic there. Chargers were were filed for the Uzis uh, and the Lamborghini. He's in a little trouble. Frank Clark. Uh, Frank Clark. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, so 12 and a half feels right. The thing that really jumps out to me, though, because we've dealt with this when we talk about the Raiders the last couple years, like when you do the win-losses, even in the season, right, if you're like 5 and 3, you go, well, we'll easily be 5 and 3 the second half of the season, be 10 and 6. We're going to beat the Broncos and the Chargers. We have seen when those three teams play each other, it's a coin flip game, right? Whether they're good or bad, Denver can beat the Raiders, the Raiders can beat Denver, the Chargers can beat the Raiders, the Raiders can beat the Chargers, like Chiefs beat them all, yet those three teams just kind of beat each other up. Yet somehow the Chargers, who have a new coach who's been in the NFL for five years, who's been a coordinator one year, their over-under is nine. Now I think we all acknowledge their talent on their team, they have pro bowlers at all these different positions, they have more high-end talent than the Raiders but like they won 7 last year. Junk, which is i think most people what would you if you just ask a random football fan how many games the chargers won like they five. would go under that right yeah Where it felt like the raiders were closer to 10 but they actually went 8 and 8 but they have the lowest over under of the bunch is that kind of crazy to you
0: that surprised me yeah i thought denver would have a lower number um and it wouldn't have shocked me if the chargers did now the chargers it does feel like they'll be a popular team to bet to win like I think people just given Herbert given the talent um I think it's the quarterback first and foremost because they've had the talent the last several years right they think Herbert's a star the the coach is such an unknown now maybe it's just like not you know everyone thought uh McVay was an unknown not everyone thought LaFleur was an unknown not legit so maybe you just you roll with McVay until he sells you um a lemon uh but you know I (laughs) seriously right he hasn't sold yeah, a lemon yet. Uh, Belichick's great, but he sold some lemons in terms of assistant coaches becoming head coaches. So, you know, I, from that standpoint, like if you really believe in Brandon Staley, the way that, uh, uh, you know, Peter Schrager believed in Sean McVay, the story he told, to I think it was Aikman. I was telling everybody, if they let him interview, he's going to get hired. And he was right. Then, then that's kind of an easy number, honestly.
1: Right, in some ways, if you really believe in Brandon Staley, well, that's the way this guy's talked about. He is. Remember, Lewis loves him. Uh, you know, talking to him through Monday Night Football. Sean McVay loved him. Vic Fangio created him, like hired him out of no, out of uh, whatever the school is that you know Josh McDaniels. Oh, yeah. They all the come Ohio from Ohio. School. William and not William and Mary, but that's you know uh, John Carroll. I think is the that's school. That's right. So it's like this guy is thought of. The difference is McVeigh had been in the league a while. Right, ben McVay, when he got hired, been in the league almost a decade. Had worked for Gruden, had worked for Mike Shanahan, worked for Jay Gruden. This guy, I don't know. I mean, I, I get it, and I love the quarterback. Who doesn't? I, I would say that both the Raiders and the Chargers and the Broncos. If I was doing this, I'd put them all at eight, and one of them will probably end up, not one of them, Chargers or the Raiders probably end up hitting ten. See, I, I think, but I, I do, I do think the Raiders are a little low at seven. I think that I eight. To
0: me, 9 feels low if you go, well, I'm going to bet on the Chargers to win 10. But then I think eight can, feel, 8 can feel too low pretty quickly, I think, with the Chargers. Given that they won 7 last year, they, they could not finish games. They could not. I went back and watched the, was it the Steeler game? No, who did I tell you they were playing? Falcons. Could not get a field goal off with 30 seconds left from the 10-yard line at the end of the half. So they, they were a mess. But there's,
1: but there's no guarantee that like Brandon Staley can just pull the shit no, off. No, there's right? not.
0: And there's no guarantee that things don't take a step back before they take a step forward, right? That happens sometimes where you go, you can't just look at a player. You and I love Justin Herbert. Love him. But you can't look at a player and go, he threw 28 touchdowns last year. Great. He'll throw 35 this year. That's just not how it works,
1: right? It might go that way, but that's not – it's just you can't assume that. New offensive coordinator. I mean, there's just new coaches – just change. Yeah, but what if the he? What if all the players go?
0: No, this guy's the man. Like all the defensive guys, all the play, you know, game management. Like this guy knows what he's doing. He's just a savant. He's the same way players talked about Kyle Shanahan. And the other thing is, De- like Denver. Oh, their defense me, is going to be. Their receivers: yeah. Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, going to win nine I'm games in that. the. Again, they no. They play in the AFC. AFC. Half of the AFC is really good.
1: I would have put their number of like six and a half, to be honest. With you. I, don't, I don't think they're going to be very good. But I, I know this. I didn't, you know Let's who we didn't th- mention,
0: by the way, talking about the AFC? All the teams we listed?
1: Who? Bill's team. It, it, the AFC is loaded. So even if I throw Denver out, here's what I know. Everyone expects the Chiefs to win. They're more than likely going to win. They feel like the lock to win this division. John Gruden, year four. Year four. Turned it all over, it feels like several times. Got rid of all the offensive linemen this year. He cannot, the Chargers can't finish ahead of them. He has to finish second in this division this year. Or else, like this Gruden experiment. We've already, I mean, this the first three years has not been great. That would be pretty devastating. To have one year Brandon Staley, and boom, they're already better than you with a brand new coach. Yeah. You agree with that? I do. Like, even if you miss the playoffs, but you go ten and seven, the AFC is so good, and it was like took twelve to get in or something crazy. If the Chargers win more games than you, that would feel like God. You guys are kind of just stuck in in mud. You are going no, yeah.
0: Unless the Chargers come out and win thirteen games and you win eleven, and you go well, you are better. Good job being better. It sucks that you are now you are stuck behind Kansas City and them. But at least that'd be progress. Like that's the one thing when I look at this number, the Raiders won eight games last year. Only the Jags and the Lions. Gave up more points than the Raiders did last year. And they won eight.
1: So, how. Do you have all new offensive linemen right beside the left tackle? But I I, I will say, like,
0: that's that's, that's a major factor. But I will say that the offense is not, you know, if you told me what do you believe Gruden can do, I believe he can put together a pretty competent offense.
1: I do too. But my point is that, like, whether you're a great GM, whether you're a great coach, Sometimes you believe in an offensive lineman, but until, like, the guy has to play a lot, then all of a sudden it can just be eye-opening right away, like, oh, my God, this is not going to work. And it's not and something that, they've all, dealt with. We know one guy, one guy can throw you off. And
0: it's not right? something they, in this, like, in the Raiders have, can have some success era, Del Rio on. They've always had a really talented offensive line for
1: the most part, right? My question my question with the defense guy is, how can they make, like, a dramatic jump? It's not like all of a sudden, you know, they got seven new guys, I mean Yannick yeah, he's fine, but he was traded multiple times last year, clearly not as good as the hype. Now, and they and remember they ended up getting him for not that much money, so it's not like they think he's like some $70 million player. So even if he gives you 10 sacks, that'll be way better than what you had. But who's making all the tackles past the defensive well, the line? Yeah, the linebackers right? thing is still a question. And the deep defensive backs, like okay, you drafted a bunch of guys like and John, they, there's just a lot of question marks with their back seven. And their front four is like, Yannick's just going to save the day? But we're not asking much here. This number seven. No, I, well, I think the over's a lot. No, it's legitimate. Though. But I, I think the way the Raiders are talked about, it's like, we're, we're in year four of this $100 million experiment here, right? <laughs>
0: and it's still it's, an experiment.
1: Yeah. Honestly, it's that's an embarrassing number, that that's the way you're thought of. That was not the plan. And this is where I give credit to the guy that does Nine On Her Shirt. He, he realized... They needed a star to go into Vegas. And he was right. And John is a huge star. And in fairness, there was a lot of hype between him. And he resonated with the Raiders. Like, I I give, I admire that. He did the opposite of what a lot, like, Dean Spanos, you couldn't pay him to do that. He wouldn't, even though if Dean would have just got Lincoln Riley, not that it would have moved the needle that much, Nella, it would have been a really big deal to go out, Urban Meyer or Lincoln Riley. He never would. Mark was trying to do that. And he, I give him credit for doing it maybe did he get taken advantage of a little bit? Like, I really want to be a Raider, but 10 years, a hundred million. Well, so you, you wouldn't coach for like seven years, 70 million, you need 10, 10, a hundred million. Yeah, but he won the bid. Not going anywhere. He won the bid. You give him
0: credit. A guy it, yeah. to your point, plenty of other people have talked about, is this the year somebody can
1: get John Gruden to come out of the booth? He did. And then once you do it, like I give him credit for like, you, once you do it, you just got to let John be John, right? Just let him do it. It's it's. Did John know McDonough right wasn't coming back when he took that job?
0: No, I don't uh, think he did. Remember, because McDonough... Because we knew before Monday Night Football was done that John was leaving the booth.
1: Do you think John left the booth because he got tired of the booth or more because he had itch to come back? Or were they both kind of... I don't know.
0: I hadn't really thought of that until just now. Maybe they were connected. Cause I, only because I read some of the McDonough stuff, It didn't. it wasn't enjoyable for him. Maybe it wasn't enjoyable for John. Um...
1: Because to your point, who, maybe you just get bored. Million. You've been doing it. You've been doing it a decade. It took hundred million. But you, you're, well, he was making a lot, right? So it took ten years. He was the making 10 year
0: numbers more than the hundred million number because ten million. My question a year. is
1: like he, well, he, he, you couldn't get him for seven seventy. And I'm not blaming. All right, right. right. You were gonna it's have to pay him ten million a year. Right. Yeah. So you couldn't seven seventy wasn't gonna get it done. The problem is Monday Night Football. He basically had a
0: lifetime contract, and he was only gonna get raises. He was only going to get raises for the rest of his life on his lifetime Monday yeah. Night Football contract, right? So he's like, all right, they're paying me 10, fire. and it's a lifetime deal. And then when Stephen A signed, he would have got
1: another. He would be making 15. Would you say John was the biggest broadcasting star for like the last five years in sports? Yeah, man.
0: You look at this guy right here, man. <laughs> would McVeigh be bigger if he came into the booth? Could McVeigh? I started thinking if the Rams missed the playoffs, would somebody hire McVeigh? Into the like, it's easy to put a guy on a set and have him be an analyst pre and post game. We see it all the time, right? Saban will be there for a game if he's not coaching the championship game. Nick, <laughs> rare, but Nick will be there or Dab or whoever, right? Like you can do that. Jim, Jimbo's done, yeah, they all. But would it. would they? Would somebody bump an analyst for McVeigh on a game? Because those are only the best, the highest level crews. Maybe a wild card round or something. Maybe you stick him in a booth with somebody else. That's what you do is you take a two-man booth
1: and you would put Sean in as the third guy. But you're saying if they... You, oh, you're not acting like he got fired or anything. You're just saying he was just available. Let's just say the Rams just- <laughs> have
0: lost. Maybe it's the NFC Championship game and the Rams lost the previous round. Could you put McVeigh in the
1: booth for that? I think the problem is in McVeigh's spot, PR, unlike in college it matters like to do that in NFL doesn't mean a goddamn thing. If I'm Cronky and I think he's makes like 10 to 12. Now he got in a huge extension after a couple years ago. If you're Sean, like you missed the playoffs, your owner just spent 6 billion. Like you kind of just got to be in the office. You know, I,
0: I mean, I think they clearly have a good relationship. Remember Sean went with him to Denver for, for some, for nuggets, playoff games or something. Um, if I, maybe part of this is like, have you already won a ring? Maybe you couldn't do it this year, but like, what if you've won? I think in, you've th- had a lot of success. You
1: agree. If, the, if, they, if they went like eight and nine after the trades they've made, and then he was, it'd be like, you know, where are your It'd bro? be tough. T- yeah. You'd have, maybe if he's making a lot of money, but yet. maybe in a little,
0: uh, it's okay. So I'll rephrase after he's won a championship or like it's, like it is clear. He's there for as long as he wants to be there, you know, Pete Carroll style, but you get bounced, you have it down you Maybe your quarterback's hurt. It's totally explainable. Because one thing listening to his podcast with Peter is unlike most coaches, I, I don't know if that's true. Maybe, I don't want to... He clearly, like, he is just a naturally curious guy. He's interested in the way some of the media stuff works. Broadcasting, like, he, he's just... I, whatever, I would imagine, whoever walks up to McVeigh at a party and starts talking, McVeigh's just interested in whatever that person does. If they're a brain surgeon or a broadcaster or in charge of public transit or whatever... So uh, he, he, when I listen to him talk, I, I, I do think it interests him. I just don't think it interests him more,
1: anything, anything interests him
0: more than football interests him. Being a football coach interests
1: him. Well, that's, where, that's where I think him and Gruden are pretty similar. Though, you know, like Gruden who changed teams, now he was traded. Let's say in a couple of years, Sean, it just doesn't go well. Let's say the Stafford experiment blows up and they don't make the playoffs for the next several years. And for whatever reason, it's just like knock down, drag out. he gets fired. There are teams lined up to get him. Right? He has enough equity built up. Wh- he could have a couple terrible years, and people are still immediately hiring him. Correct? Correct. So, because we agree that if he just was fired or quit, Monday Night Football would offer him ten million immediately. They would just by then. Store, I think it correct? would be more than ten, or wh- whatever the but. They, would, they wouldn't hesitate to just make him their lead analyst to do Monday Night Football or Thursday Night Football. All these networks would line up for him. I guess Romo and Aikman are pretty safe. Aikman left, Fox would offer him. But is, like, to me, does he have another... Assuming the Rams' worst case goes bad, is he coach another team before he does
0: broadcasting? I think it would be one of two things, right? He does it for one year... The whole time with his eye that he's coming back. Maybe there's not a job. Just to take a
1: deep. Just to take a deep yeah, breath. Yeah, or
0: maybe just he doesn't love. Maybe you know he can be picky and he's being picky and the whatever. However, it aligns doesn't quite line up. Now you would think if he's available, there's teams out there that would probably fire their coach for him.
1: But let's just say you know it could be it just doesn't wouldn't quite some line up. wouldn't some major major universities probably make some incredible bids for yeah. him. Yeah. Yep. Um, what would USC offer? Maybe him, he honestly? would just stay in LA. Does he
0: want to be the? You know, I don't know.
1: No, I'm not. But I'm just saying, like, it, there would be some jobs. Yeah, it that, wouldn't, so, the, to answer you your listen, question, it
0: wouldn't surprise me if he did a one-year then is back. But I could also see him having a really hard time being out and knowing that about himself.
1: I think there is something special about being the head coach. And it's like, Mike Tomlin, he'd be incredible on TV. He's the head coach of the Steelers. You know how awesome that job is? Because I think Tomlin, the way I heard you describe, I think their personalities it's just an age gap. I bet Tomlin is closer to way more people in the media than anyone would know that he just has like legitimate relationships talks with. He just probably has more relationships with people that, and I bet Sean Payton's a lot like this too. But these guys like they get to be the head of the table at a job that pays them 10 to $15 million. And there's a juice that gets them going on Sunday that that cannot be replicated by even close. And the difference is as a player, because Troy Aikman talked about this, As a player, like, you're always playing, and then you get out of it. These guys, Tomlin, McVeigh, their careers either ended, right, for both those guys, like, after college, and they've just been in this mindset since they were, like, 22. It's kind of all they know, right? The coaching. Sometimes the players, you have a gap. Some players get back into it, like Vrabel, but they get to kind of pick and choose and see. These guys, once their career ends, they just become a GA, and it just, off to the races of their coaching life. Yeah. So you're just... It's, like, Andy Reid, all he knows from the moment his career ended at BYU is coaching football. Whether it started at Junior Cup, Pat Hill was, like, like the moment they're 22, 23 years old, and then by the time they get to 60, 65, like, they don't even know anything else. Now, everyone's personality is different, but, like, I bet if you looked at, brought up Pete Carroll's Wikipedia, the fucking guy, beside the one year off when he got fired from the NFL before for USC and remember that was like he had to do some big introspection he's went around what did he do? talk to other coaches <laughs> you know it he tried was just, to make himself a it's all coach. he's done for like 45 years
0: yeah. well what would McVeigh if McVeigh called Aikman and said Troy I'm thinking of doing the TV or should I take another coaching job Troy I think would tell him be a coach yeah Troy basically says like you know if I wasn't a single dad I'd probably have done this earlier but I didn't want to I mean, you know, Troy's make, and Troy said there's most people on earth would want my life. So I, I got to remember that, but he still burns to be competitive.
1: Well, think about who had the life was Lynch, all American guy. Everyone loves him. What would you guess? Fox is paying him seven figures, right? A couple million dollars lived in San Diego. Would have one day been a hall of famer was clearly kind of trending to be in that mix. Obviously, I guess he would have got in either way. I don't know if being in the Niners GM helped him. Had the life, had the world by the balls. Made big money, had an incredible career, made big money. Everyone loved him. Could probably, it was easy to get, if he wanted a business idea, he could have like 10 meetings with a blink of an eye.
0: Didn't hate the guy he worked with. Burkhart's universally beloved in the industry.
1: Loved it. And just was losing sleep. Like, I gotta do this. Was like, John. Can I come in and just sit on your a, meeting? No, he was like, he like, hey, Mike, can meetings? I get your son's number? I want to give him a call. I mean, I don't know if they asked Mike. But I'm saying before that, remember how he met Adam Peters? Oh, he he just like John I, let John him L.A. sit in on the draft yeah. meetings, and they put him next to Adam Peters. He just was sitting there because he was bored because he missed it. That's, where, that's why Middlecoff, do you miss it? No. But I never th- – those guys – they're just so much farther in the deep end of the addiction, like they're addic- If you're John Lynch and you had that life, can you imagine, obviously the Super Bowl year was awesome, but the other years of the injuries, the agony, the lost sleep, the dealing with miserable Kyle that, you did not you are signing up for that. right? That's kind of crazy. You were you actively signing yeah, up. It is a drug, when you know another life. I get like Andy doesn't know another even Howie Roseman it's all he's done right Parag right out of once graduate school he's just been in the NFL it's like all you know the moment you take a step back that's what's pretty crazy when you can take a step back and then you come back I have a lot of respect for that that's true love like John didn't get back into this for the money neither uh, even Gruden even though he kind of did but like no one discredits John's love John Gruden's love of football is not
0: mailing it in just because he got a blank check You know, it's what Kyle Shanahan said when he talked about on that – not to keep talking about the podcast, but um, when Lynch called him. He's like, part of the reason I was comfortable with him is because listening to him, I believed what he told me about why he wanted to come back because he loved football and he needed it because they didn't have that many interactions. Um, It's kind of crazy in hindsight that Kyle, who had done all this planning for how he was going to take a job, It's got to be a top five quarterback. It's got to be a good organization. It's, you know, recent success, blah, blah, blah. The job came along and he took one without a top five quarterback. And then he paired himself with a guy who he, you know, thought very
1: highly of, but was very unproven as an NFL executive, completely unproven. Well, I'd say, think about this guy. It's an industry that over the last 20 years, the money has completely changed everything. Like you had wanted to be in broadcasting the, to get to do a, become a broadcaster ultimately like once you hit the pinnacle calling a baseball game or nba game or whatever like that in the 60s isn't that much different than today obviously maybe the television it's brought like the you're still calling the game right and that guy was always famous like that was a you become like the fans of the team watch that guy so the i guess how am i trying to what am i trying to say here like, the money's changed, you make more money, but Marv Albert or Al Michaels calling something in the 70s, they wanted to get in it for the same reasons as a guy necessarily now, like, ultimately you just want to call the game. Now, maybe there's, quote-unquote, more fame, but I'd argue there's there's always been fame in that position. Is that correct? Yeah. Where in football, as an assistant coach, for example, or, a G, you know, assistant GM, were you really that famous in, like, the 80s or the 90s? No. Nowhere near what you are now and definitely nowhere near the money. And I all, always say that, like, I think some coaches, and I know this for a fact, when I was around Pat Hill and I was around Andy Reid and both of them, Andy made a lot more than Pat, but when I was at Fresno State, Pat was one of the first million-dollar non-Power 5 coaches, wasn't he? Might have been the first. I remember that being a story. You know, he was already making that by the time I got there, but I remember that was a big deal. Like, Pat, in the early 2000s, had got hit this number that no one at his level, you know, non, uh, PAC, PAC 12 level conference was making. And I just remember watching him approach the job as like, he made nothing. Like he would always lock the doors on us, just do little shit. Cause when he got into the profession, he was probably made like his first ever job might've paid like 10 grand. I bet if you ask Andy Reid what, what he made at like San Francisco state back in like 1985, he'd be like 8,500. They, they did, never got into it. Bill Belichick. They did not get into it for the money. I think now, and you know, you see some of these college coaches, you're like, eh, the assistants, not the head guys. Are they really, what are they really in this for? Because there's so much money in it, and I think Kyle, I would imagine over the last decade was just around a lot of guys, like, is this guy really in it like me? Like, I, was, I grew up, I don't need any of the fucking money. I'm in this because I'm a junkie. And that's why, if you think about who Kyle started working for, John, they liked each other obviously look at the guys that have worked for him like him and sean hit it off like just junkies yeah and i think it's hard sometimes that like does this guy want to become a gm because he loves picking players or because you immediately become really famous and become really rich and it's hard to differentiate you know yeah because i think part of it is i there are some parallels in broadcasting or i don't think anyone sits down and and says
0: i want to be a gm because i want to be famous and rich right but to your point about yourself, there's just different levels of do you love it enough? And then what
1: really at the end of the day is motivating you to do your best? Because if
0: what is motivating... I don't
1: I don't think you dream about that as a kid, but I think once you get into it and you see the guy above yeah, yeah. you, how much money he's That's making. That's what I mean, once you're in it, but once you're in it, you probably, you do
0: like it to some degree, but it's what is your motivation? If your motivation is to do it for the spotlight... Then you're probably never gonna you're never gonna work as hard as the person whose motivation is based on, you know, desperation, love, passion, those things will always be a better fuel than the desire for recognition.
1: I I, I think there is consistently like in sports, the more famous guys, and I I think this works for any walk of life. The, the richer and richer you get, and if you can still have the same drive and same work ethic, I have the utmost respect for you. Like, if money truly doesn't matter to you anymore, like you've made millions of dollars, you do not ever think about how much this house cost? How much does this private school cost for my kid? How much does a car—like, you don't even think about cost. And you still work just like you did when you made $25,000. I think those people just in life are outliers, I mean, I, and maybe sports is a little different, just the nature of the business, but you and I have talked about this a lot. Like, work just becomes work. People are like, oh, you get to talk about sports. Well, I don't necessarily look at that like that anymore. Maybe I did 10 years ago, or maybe like, you got to work in football. Yeah, it's cool on the outside when you're like in college, and then you do it, and it just becomes kind of your job, right? It's no different than like, I bet if you met some dude that's like works at Goldman Sachs VC, like you're locking up these big deals. And the guy's like, oh my God, I gotta deal with this guy, I gotta deal with this guy. Every person you meet in a different industry that kind of sounds cool to you, something that you could never or would never do, you always ask, and they always kind of give a similar interaction. Yeah, it's cool, you know, but God, I gotta fucking deal with this guy. It's the same thing everywhere you go. Yeah,
0: I mean, you do, but there are times you go, okay, this is pretty cool that homework is watch this game as opposed to study the spreadsheet. Oh, I know what you're saying. 100%. Yeah. But well, some
1: guys at spreadsheet, like that becomes very natural then. The, it's like are, easy it's absolutely, and they dominate.
0: It. It's absolutely. There are things about every job you like and things about every job that you don't. And uh, we always think making the most money makes a job easier, but it doesn't necessarily work that way. Because when you're sitting at your desk grinding and you can't figure out how to f- fix your defense, the money in your bank account does not help you. Right? No. And if you're in it because you just want to win... Then it definitely doesn't help you if you're in it for those reasons. It's how Kyle Shanahan could look miserable, even though the only thing he has to, you know, he doesn't have to worry about his mortgage payment, right? But he's miserable because he wants to win football games and he's not.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Now, you know, there's, it's, it's, I don't know, man, the margins are so thin. There's so many different people at it trying to win at such a high level. There's so much money being invested. It's, it's part of what makes it all so fascinating is because there's so many are there 32 head coaching jobs? Is that a lot? No. But how many people every day are pouring their heart and soul and the hours into trying to make sure that they get one punt coverage right because that can be the difference between making the playoffs and not. You got so many people that care, it makes it really high stakes. It makes it it's part of what makes it fun. It's why like watching the Derby, like watching the Hormone Derby Monday night, Pete Alonso gave a fuck. And that that's just not that other guys that compete don't care. I mean, Otani cared. You could tell. He was putting a lot of pressure on himself.
1: Pe- I thought everyone cared.
0: Yeah, but I'm just saying, pe- people, everyone cared. Guys acting like they care while you're watching them do something makes it better. Pete Alonzo yeah. was pounding his chest, yelling at the crowd, bobbing his head. Like, what? A- that makes it cool.
1: Knowing people care. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Save $20. The A's only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer
3: that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom. All in the Kroger app.
1: He did financially. Do you see that he makes like six hundred grand? You get a million dollars if you win that, and he's won back to back years. So it's supplementing it's financially. It's a he's lot not of money supplementing
0: for him. his income. His his, his one sixty two is the supplement.
1: I, listen, I I was watching. I had on the other TV. I had on the Home Run Derby, and then the NBA. I guess not the NBA. It's the USA game. Mm. Like speaking of care, you know, there's something about Team USA that's kind of symbolic. What they're going through right now about the NBA, right? All these stars, no one really cares. Popovich hasn't really cared for a couple years. Pete Kerr, Steve Kerr, chasing wins. Last year, he fucking mailed it in. It kind of, honestly, is very on brand. And then you watch the baseball, and you have... It looked like Otani knew it was, like, the Super Bowl. Just the amount of people that were talking about him, and he felt the pressure, right? When he I, went 0 for whatever
0: his first 12, 9, 10, 11, 12 swings, it was like, oh, my God, like, is this going to be one of the great embarrassments five? of
1: the home run derby <laughs> i know it's crazy but it wasn't thank god that's what part of what made it great was that he bounced back i love it when pitchers like when the when the dude throwing the bp is bad and everyone's <laughs> well that was what did you were internet. you did you have
0: the audio on for that where they were like the guy throwing to otani has not thrown to otani in months he's the first base coach for the I angels or something i didn't catch yeah. that but like that's a big deal Plus, Otani. It goes to show watching him; like he's not trying to hit home runs. It's just his swing works. Um, I'll tell you this:
1: I, I've well, that's why everyone's like he keeps rolling it over. Is that just his yeah, swing? He stroking he sw- doubles into the corner. <laughs> he's not rolling it over. He's not grounding it to first. Yeah, well, then Pete Alonso admitted that a, within the last couple weeks, before a game, like he got to the yard early and they set it up with the timer, and he had gone and he through did it last year, too. right? It, he was ready yeah. to roll. He had yeah, like he was, It felt like 10 nasty. home runs his first 10 swings or something like that. He was hitting a bombs. They, you think they juiced the ball for that? No, I mean, they don't have Obviously to. They're, they're in thin Denver, air. right?
0: Yeah. They probably don't, don't have to. I did see they signed some of the balls. And so, like, if you caught a home run ball, you might have caught it signed by that player. That was cool. Uh, I will say this. I said this a while ago during the NFL season, and I hadn't forgotten about it because I noticed it during the NBA playoffs. But I saw Big Cat tweet something about the, uh, the photo. Did you see the photo of the soccer game where it was like the guy dressed as Mario and his girlfriend dressed as pizza? No. <laughs> and he's like – she was like, can I be Luigi? He's like, no, you got to be pizza. Uh, but the, the, the slogan I've used ever since they started using this like uh, the camera where it only focuses on what's really close and it blurs everything in the background And people people call it 8K. I don't think it's 8K. It's just a special, it's not an 8K lens. It's just a different close-up type lens. I call it portrait mode because that's what it is. It's basically, you know, it's like what portrait mode tries to be. I don't like it. I mean, I think it's cool as shit and it makes it look like a video game, but I don't really like it. Like, I want to see what all the other stuff that's going on too. And I don't need to just focus on the guy in the batter's box and blur everything out behind him. The slogan I've used since they started using is life happens in the background. You know, as someone who is, you know, trying to vine since day one, I love seeing. I remember one time watching a basketball game, a breastfeeding mom in the third row. It's like you just all this. I posted a video the other day of that. I found from like three years ago, Cliff Kingsbury on the sideline. They're showing him and like the equipment guy behind him. Like you can't. Let's not. People are addicted to that camera because Twitter told them it's awesome because it looks like a video game. I do not like it. I want less of it. It honestly kind of makes me almost kind of nauseous. Like it throws off my eyes. I don't like it. It's hard because everyone loves it because it look. It does look really cool, but I don't like it, John. I'm out on. I'm out on uh, portrait mode. I can
1: take it in little doses. Do, did you feel like they were doing that a lot last like night? They've
0: been doing a lot in the NBA playoffs on
1: like fan cam. Well, they'll go. To, they the They do it a lot in the NBA the crowd. playoffs. I don't mind it in little doses, but I'm with you. Very little doses. Maybe. Like if a game is 100%, like under 2%. They're under going to it too much. It feels much. like, yeah, I, I agree. They do it in the NFL sometimes when a guy scores I think they and do it walking yes. back to the sideline. Way too much. I remember
0: the first game, was it a Seahawks game or something? They did it and people, everyone was like, this is amazing. And then it felt like they bought 500 of those cameras immediately. But I've never been a part of a broadcast. You know, once they get a new cool feature, they want to use cool. it, right? It is cool. But it's, 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 you, you can't overdo it. Just like, you know, watching the NCAA tournament, and they got the camera that goes back and forth on a string. It's like, it's cool in doses, but I don't want to watch a whole basketball game like that. I'm with you. I'm with you. But that's just a little nitpick complaint by me.
1: Back, 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 oh, back, back, I missed back. him. Was this the first? Did we not have him? I guess we didn't have a derby last year. I feel year. like, remember, he retired, and like it was like, he's not going to do anything except the derby, and he still did the derby a couple yeah. more years? Back, back, back. When you listen to social media, and it felt like they were shitting on him toward the end, right? Get rid of them Everyone on social media, and this has always been your complaint with the, you know, the extra, you know, the flags in terms of the replay. Everyone always wants it, and then once we get it, we're like, ah, eh, it's not as great oh, as we yeah. thought it was. Less be. fouls is You better. can't listen to... Stop listening to every fucking person. Just like, who's going to replace you, and they didn't have anyone to replace you, because... Who was doing it last night? Ravage, and he wasn't really even calling it. They were, were just, just watching it, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Now I do think Berman, back, back, you know, back, Chris back,
0: was probably back. making a lot. This <laughs> came at a time when ESPN was making cuts, and I bet Chris was making a lot of money.
1: He'd been there since day one, so we,
0: you know. But uh, I missed him. I missed him last night. Yeah, man. Yeah, because
1: was, again, especially last night, it, it felt like he needed to
0: be there for he that. He treated right? the Derby. We always made fun of him because we're like, not we always made fun of him, but. He treated the Derby like it was bigger than everybody else thought. It should be like, dude, why are you making such a big deal about every home run? There's going to be 900 home runs tonight. But he treated it like it mattered. Plus, somebody, after I tweeted a photo of him, somebody replied a photo of themselves and him at like uh, Jimmy Buffett's in Mexico. They're like, oh, I met him at Jimmy Jimmy Buffett's in Mexico in like 07. He was awesome. And I said, we met him before, right before the pick at the stick. We met him on the sideline
1: at Candlestick, and he was so cool. Every person I've ever met that has met him loves him because their interaction with him. He's never disappointed. What, what, how much time was left, left nice in guy. the game at
0: the pick of the stick when we walked down there? Probably like five minutes or something?
1: Well, they, they let you on the field with five minutes. Matt Ryan, I think, got the ball back. Yeah, probably three or four, but they were driving. So we must have maybe talked to a like
0: commercial break or something like that.
1: Maybe, maybe Navarro picked it off under the two-minute warning because it felt like they were driving and they were going like to almost walk it off. And then he picked it to the 6th to win the division. Or no, to make the playoffs. It was to make the playoffs. But I just remember Berman was just... We just walked up like, this is crazy. Like, oh, this is great, isn't it? You know, just had a normal conversation with the guy. When you talk about giving a shit, and listen, this guy is nuts. No one ever, when he was the coach for the Niners, and I even think at Michigan he's tried, tried really hard. No one ever questioned Harbaugh's give-a-shit level. Because I'll never forget standing there, looking down, and maybe I had known this scene about practice, he wore cleats on game days. Cleats. He's a head football coach. He wore cleats, guy. When I when I yesterday because I cuz because someone do You think there's I'm a coach wearing... right now in college or the pros that wears cleats on game day? Cleats.
0: No, although I did see that Cliff Floyd yesterday was doing some work for MLB Network. <laughs> wore cleats with his suit to do interviews. That's pretty good. Pat Hill used to get a roll shot before game. <laughs> See, that's, that's, <laughs> that's incredible. Um, I, it's funny you brought up the, the cleats because I was thinking about that moment yesterday and just kind of like what do I remember most about that play, that exact, that play. And one was I remember the ball just being in the air for a split second. And, yeah. But I remember looking to the right because we were standing right by the play. So Navarro ran by us going from our left to our right. I remember that. Looking to our right, I remember seeing Harbaugh take off more than I remember
1: more than I can picture Navarro running by us. He ran like fifty Jim ran like fifty yards. I'll never forget once he scores, looking up and just seeing it felt like an earthquake in the stadium. It was that's the loudest stadium I've ever been in. That moment. You know, for that like probably twenty second stretch was I would say as euphoric of a moment. As you will get in the Bay Area. Just for a 20 second stretch. Just that moment. Monday night football, the the it's dark, you know? Yeah, the state and There's the stadium cool itself jo- is kind of dark. Yeah, it's just kind of shitty, but no one gives a shit. That's the one thing cool about, I think back in the day. Now most stadiums are just so dolled up. There was just something like I would say the late two thousands and then the mid two thousand tens of still some of those candlesticks and Kind of crappy stadium, still holding on. That still had some rock to them, even though they had this billion-dollar operation. I guess Wrigley and Red Sox still exist, but in football, it feels like they're basically all. You're gone, just there for right? business. You're just there to make. Ca- oh, I'm saying, like, the, the only thing series. we're
0: there for is this game. <laughs> Play football. There's no sports book in the back. There's just this. game. There's no. Oh, what, what's going well, on? Now you go to a l- fantasy team. Uh, <laughs> let me
1: go look at the 800 TVs. I can check it on my fantasy team. Well, now you go to Levi's, you know, and I don't blame it. You know, Guido's got to show 17 guys around on the field that are all billion-dollar boosters. You got you got to worry about all the club seats, you know, all the sausages, the wines, and the curries ready to go. Then you got the game, but you also got the flyover, and you got Bon Jovi's going to open. You got the parking lot With event. Parking you got can- the
0: event in the parking lot before the game.
1: At Candlestick, it was just grimy. There was no space. The only thing they had to
0: remember. offer was the game.
1: Do you remember the space as you walked through the halls? There was none. Was the halls. You couldn't move. I
0: remember to get down to the field, you had to walk down the stairs.
1: <laughs> yeah, through, uh, through through the, the stairs. <laughs> like, I feel there's more space at the Coliseum than there was a candlestick between, like, uh, what do they call it, the undercourse or the... the
0: Yeah, the concourse. The concourse. Yeah. yeah. I can't really even picture the concourse. I
1: feel like there's like a little sp- there's space at the Coliseum. Yeah. Feels like at least 10 feet wider than <laughs> I remember it being tight yeah, at Candlestick. Yeah. Tight. Even just like going to get hot dog in the middle of it, like it was just, let alone when people were leaving. That place was a dump. I'd say that place was a bigger dump than the Coliseum, but I could be wrong. At least on par. Were, at, at worst, they were. Yeah, I don't sure. know. You
0: know, the. Toilets backing up never became a story at Candlestick that I'm aware of. So toil- yeah, maybe they had better plumbing. I'm, I'm just yeah. talking
1: about the external. The experience. The, concrete, the experience to the attend. Seats. Yeah. The The yeah. experience to attend. The food sucked, I'm sure. The, remember, the press box was fucking terrible. Not that anyone no, cares. cares but- but.
0: Levi's press box, unreal. Uh, off to the, not centered, but no one's press box is centered anymore for the media. Yeah. High, but yeah, it's high, but you know, the food's <laughs> really good, so it offsets. It feels sweet. All right. Uh on that note, thanks for hanging with us, everybody, on the YouTube. Thanks for hanging on the pod. Get your mailbag questions in. Get in the DraftKings game if there's any spots left as we wrap this up. I'm not sure. And uh until next time. We'll see you we'll see you soon.
1: I, I bet I bet we're full. All right.
0: Full. Full. All
1: right. Peace. Full.
3: Good. Later.